0: you can think yourself into an anxiety attack. If you can think yourself into increased heart rate, shorter respirations, literally changing the physiology of your body in a bad way, guess what? Mm -hmm. We can think ourselves into a really good scenario too. If we can secrete adrenaline and be fearful, we can also secrete serotonin and dopamine and feel really freaking good
1: Hey, babe, welcome to the sales and social podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just wanna sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian, I'm your sales queen and your soon to be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses, and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so freaking excited today because I have my friend and peer, Melissa Hanault here today, and we're going to talk about so many great topics and a lot of things that you guys actually ask about. So we have the LinkedIn expert here with us today. Melissa, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. So glad to be here. I'm so glad to have you here. So let's dive right in because this is a short episode, as you know, why LinkedIn? Like
0: million dollar question, why LinkedIn? Oh my gosh. I will like, till the day I die, I will say that LinkedIn is the number one platform for small business owners and for entry-level entrepreneurs who are looking for the best return on investment, right? Like I'm not here to say that Facebook ads don't work. They do. But you have to have a nice operating budget to Mm -hmm. be successful with Facebook ads and you have to know what you're doing, right? Yes. And so when you're first starting out as an entry-level entrepreneur, and I'll just go ahead and like, let the cat out of the bag from the beginning. I've I've scaled two, multiple I've, I've scaled one multiple six figure business solo by myself with zero operating expenses using LinkedIn and then I scaled a seven figure business using LinkedIn it wasn't mm-hmm. until this past year that we really started to leverage Facebook ads and we're headed towards a multiple seven figure scaling towards an eight figure business and so I say that up front because if your mm-hmm. audience goes back to look at me and they're like well she's running ads I'm like well yeah now I have yes. a multi-million dollar business yes yeah it wasn't in the beginning guys let's, it wasn't let's in the beginning. That. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, we've done multiple six-figure launches using LinkedIn without paying for ads. And so the reason I think LinkedIn is so hot for even folks who have More lucrative businesses that already have a lot of revenue coming in. Let's talk about, we'll talk about that in a minute. Your high ticket clients are still over on LinkedIn. And Mm -hmm. why LinkedIn today for anyone and everyone is that the saturation is not there. It's under saturated. Visibility is through the roof. Only 4% of users actually post content on the platform at all, which means that your content is guaranteed to be seen if you put it out. And the second thing I will say is that LinkedIn is very counter-cyclical to the economy. So as the economy dips, activity on LinkedIn goes up. Why is that? Because everyone and their brother is networking and curious and wonders about their job security, right? So they're very active. So the average entrepreneur and small business owner doesn't think about LinkedIn as a marketing tool. And so they're killing themselves competing with the masses over on Instagram and Facebook, and what they don't realize is, is that they're in consumer, even though they're thinking of LinkedIn as B two B, their are in consumer. C is feverishly over on LinkedIn, especially in a down economy. Maybe they're looking to network for their career, and you sell carpet, I whatever, insert whatever it is. Yeah, but you're much more likely to be seen on LinkedIn if you're managing your account on your own, trying to run a business. Then over on Instagram or Facebook, over on Instagram and Facebook, if you're not an influencer with Mm -hmm. thousands of people, or you're not paying an ads manager, Mm -hmm. you guys, it's uphill game. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's a losing battle, right? Yeah. Whereas with LinkedIn, we work with entrepreneurs from the ground floor, scaling multiple six figure businesses in the first year, leveraging the power of LinkedIn. And, And another thing I'll say on this is that the average user on LinkedIn is about 35 and makes over $100,000 a year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The average user of Instagram and Facebook is about 21 and makes about $23,000 a year. So who's your ideal audience? Yeah, if you're selling a $10,000 program or a $20,000 program, you guys, that's their entire... Salary for the entire year, 100%. And I think the other thing people really underestimate is the power of networks on LinkedIn. So people go to LinkedIn to network as well. And when you're purchasing something in the 20, 30, $40,000 range, like you're not selling me on an ad anyway. Like right. you're actually, your best way to sell me is through my network that I know professionally who's invested mm-hmm. in you in, in the first place. Right. It's funny. I actually, I don't know about you, but I'm much more willing to just hand over a 40 or $50,000 to a coach or a mentor that I know someone else has worked with personally in my network, Mm -hmm. then the best ad or cold, anything that comes through on Facebook or Instagram, right? And so people underestimate the power of networking Mm -hmm. and being just one introduction away from a completely different business on LinkedIn. Yeah. The last thing I'll say on that, back to your question around why LinkedIn today is, um, device and mindset. Mm -hmm. So I don't care who you are, You go to Instagram and Facebook for a dopamine hit. You actually Mm -hmm. go there to zone out, Mm -hmm. right? You go there to kill time. You go there to see the likes, the comments, the engagement, to laugh at somebody's reels, right? Mm -hmm. You're not there to make a huge decision about your business or make a massive investment. This is scientifically proven. This is why people go to Instagram and Facebook, specifically Facebook. It's like friends and family, you know? I might buy a bathing suit off of Instagram because I can, it's like a $15 spend, you know, there's not a lot of risk. The thing is the number one device for Instagram and Facebook is the phone. Mm -hmm. So people are multitasking. They're waking up and getting the sleep out of their eye. They're going to the bathroom. They're in an elevator. What the number one device for LinkedIn is the freaking computer. Now, why is that important? Because it's mindset. I want you to think about the consumer on the other end, the consumer on the other end goes to LinkedIn Because they're looking for professional development. They're looking for personal development. They're looking to network. By the way, most likely they've already showered for the day, sent their kids out of the house, had a cup of coffee, and they're sitting in front of their computer and you have their undivided attention. So would you rather your content come to them when they're wiping their sleep out of their eyes, sitting on the toilet at six o'clock in the morning, or would you like your content to be in the feed, undersaturated? When their mindset, energy, and everything is primed to receive what's coming to them, right? So those are just, I could riff forever on the value of LinkedIn. I'm biased with the hundreds of clients we've worked with that scaling a brand Mm -hmm. and a business on LinkedIn is exponentially an easier path than competing with the masses on Facebook and Instagram.
1: I'll never forget. I was listening to your podcast with our mentor, Chris Harder. And that was the mic drop moment that literally changed my mind on LinkedIn when you said they are literally sitting at their computer consuming the content. I was like, that is genius. Because again, when I'm on LinkedIn, I'm usually always at my computer versus just like you said, I'm scrolling Instagram. I'm in the carpool line. I'm walking, right? I'm not consuming the content in the same way. And I was like, that was like the, literally the, the mic drop moment that changed it for me when I was like, okay,
0: LinkedIn is where I absolutely need to be. Well, think about it. People are there to take action. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, it is the nature of the platform. People are there to take action, to network, to grow, to develop. And let's be honest. They're more affluent. People are more affluent and have made good decisions in life. They're go-getters. I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings who doesn't have a LinkedIn account. And all you're doing is numbing out on Instagram, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Like these are your people that are are they have the money mindset to invest. They have invested, people who make money like money, right? We could go down in that rabbit hole. It is, it's a beautiful and they're polite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, we haven't even talked about this. LinkedIn has been voted five years in a row the number one favored platform for transparency and most trustworthy. You guys I mean, can come on. Check Why would you have not want to be on there? Yeah, they're considered the most trustworthy platform. And LinkedIn had their highest revenue year ever in 2022. And they had their highest number of users ever, which tells you something about the growth of the platform. And mm-hmm. I would rather be an early adopter to a growing platform than trying to catch up with an established platform that already has established influencers in the space, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you grew your first business, which was network marketing.
1: It wasn't even coaching on there. Yeah, so, totally. guys, This is all different businesses. Cause I know we have a lot of network marketers that listen to this podcast. Yeah. We have a lot of side hustlers, right? It doesn't even need to be high ticket coaching on LinkedIn. It can oh, be all businesses. Yes.
0: The, and listen, that was Pandora's box for me. I had scaled a network marketing business to six figures, but I needed multiple six because mm-hmm. I was a corporate executive and I needed to be making about 250 K a year to get out of my corporate job. And that was the deal. My husband's like, if you can match your corporate income and pay off your college loans, which was like 200 grand at the time, to yeah. have a doctorate in pharmacy. He's like, do whatever you want. So in a year and a half, pivoting from platforms because I felt like I hit a plateau on Facebook and Instagram where I felt like it didn't matter how much harder I worked. Mm -hmm. I was still getting the same number of leads, the same amount of results. And I was getting a lot of customers. I wasn't getting people who wanted to grow a business with me. Mm -hmm. So I pivoted to LinkedIn and changed my marketing strategy. And I started talking about income producing assets and diversified income streams and plan B. And I was looking for business partnerships Mm -hmm. and my business doubled Mm -hmm. in a year. And these were all six-figure corporate professionals who were serious about, they had a lot of skin in the game, Mm -hmm. right? And so I turned back to my husband 19 months later, and I said, well, I paid off that 200K in debt, and I also matched my corporate income, so I'm quitting. (laughs) And it was all through the power of LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And that was when I realized, okay, I'm onto something. This could work not just for network marketers, but for anyone in business trying to build a brand and grow an audience. Mm -hmm. And you really, through this process, you really went from being burnt out to Mm -hmm. now
1: doing business in a totally different way, which I know is something that you also speak about too, because
0: that's part of why you left the corporate career that you're in. So how did that also shift for your life? Oh my gosh. You know, when I left corporate, it's interesting. We're actually publishing a book that's called Living All Out. It'll be coming out later this year. I was in corporate when I was in second line leadership training, which is when you're being trained to lead leaders. Right. And they had us like writing our mission statements. And my mission statement was that I wanted to be the example Mm -hmm. that I could be happy and healthy and wealthy all at the same time and be a mom with little kids. Right. And I looked in the mirror and realized I was incongruent with my mission. Uh, My mom was raising my kids. I was on a plane all the time. Mm -hmm. I worked like 80 hours a week. I was unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And that was the moment the light switch flip for me. And I turned to direct sales because it was something I could do around my nine to five. It was really low risk. It was up to me if I wanted to make it happen. And to your question and how the pivot happened is when I finally got out of corporate matched my corporate income, you guys heard the story. My first two children, I had been in corporate the whole time. I took my like minimal amount of Maternity leave, I could hopped on a plane the day after maternity leave was over mm-hmm. to say bye to my kids, missed their first words, their first steps, all the things. Then there, done that. Yeah. Okay. So third child, I never came back from maternity leave. Mm-hmm. And it was in that year of financial freedom where I was getting a paycheck every single week, but I wasn't missing a moment with that child. I had this huge cathartic cry. Mm -hmm. In realizing I was, it was this weird moment in time where I was so grateful for everything I had with my third, but I was mourning the loss of all the moments I never even knew. Mm-hmm. that I was missing the years before that you had with the others that I had, that I never got with my other kids. Mm-hmm. And that was the light bulb moment for me looking outward to the rest of the world, to all these other professionals thinking they have no idea mm-hmm. how good it could actually be. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't okay for me to just, do what I was doing in my little bubble in my network marketing business. I knew that I held the keys to a vehicle to teach others, not just in my downline, but in other companies and other business types, how they could generate more leads with ease Mm -hmm. and have a more fulfilling life with more time in their life. And so I pivoted and launched my LinkedIn Academy, teaching others how to do that. And then from there to your, your question is like now having scaled, you know, a seven figure business, I'm really, really passionate mm-hmm. about teaching people a more modern entrepreneur way to reduce the burnout that happens in, in entrepreneurship. It happens more, maybe even in entrepreneurship than it does in corporate. Cause there's yeah. no boundaries. There's no boundaries. We work all the time. We
1: take all the client calls we let people box for us, all those things. And I think even being in a mastermind with you that I've learned more than anything, it's like, I don't need more strategy. I really need those boundaries. And, you know, even you and I right now, we're in this accountability challenge. And, you know, I'd love for you to even talk about how breath work and energetics has played such a role in your life and how that has really flipped it. Because you guys, you guys have listened to my podcast. You guys were on over a hundred episodes. You guys know, I have rolled my eyes at this shit from day one, but I'm telling you, Melissa, Of anybody has changed my mindset around this stuff. And I'd love for her to dive into this on the podcast today. Yes,
0: because I think that it's always in the darkest of nights that Mm -hmm. we become, what's the word I want to use? When disruption happens, we're open to what the universe is going to tell us because we have no other choice. Yeah. It was your
1: journal. It was your journaling that opened my eyes to it. I was like, okay, I'm I'm into this
0: now. I'm into this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, so you guys hear this like rosy story, like you heard the burnout in corporate. Then I got into entrepreneurship. I, in a year and a half, just to give you perspective. And I don't know that, you know, this Jillian. like I left corporate in a year and a half, I scaled a business to a million in revenue and launched another business, launched an agency, launched a podcast. And all of a sudden looked around and like, I was back in burnout. I had bit off more than I could chew. It was the same conditioning I had in corporate that if I wasn't busy, like I wasn't being productive. It was like, it was ingrained in me that if my calendar wasn't full, like what was I doing? Right. Yeah. And I'm an Enneagram eight. If you know anything about that, like I just, I bulldoze through. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what was happening was the more successful I got, the more I took on, the more I took on, the more successful I got. And then you get to a tipping point yeah. at yeah. which you look in the mirror and you're like, you have all of this on your plate so much responsibility. I didn't like, I'd never managed a million dollars in revenue before. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how to even track it, where it was going, when it was coming in. And I found myself in the red, like Mm -hmm. like, literally in the red after making a million dollars. And it was this ugly girl, snotty cry Mm -hmm. on the bathroom floor of like, what gives that I actually had heard a lot about manifestation. I'd heard a lot about the mindset work that was possible and I had done all the business strategy. It was working. It had worked. I generated a lot of revenue, but I still was exhausted. 20 pounds overweight, toxic team, like unaligned. It was just, it was a disaster. It was hitting rock bottom and picking up for me as a PharmD being super skeptical of like manifesting and like, just dream it and it'll happen. I'm like, bullshit. So I picked up a couple of books, one by a neuroscientist who actually spoke my language, knowing that I came from a medical science background in the pharmaceutical industry. I worked with thought leaders in medicine. Like I'm a skeptic when it comes to anything holistic, right? Mm -hmm. When he explained to me physiologically, how our thoughts create a reality he won me over. Mm -hmm. And so your listeners can just, you know, really quickly, what I will say is that the large majority of us live in the past or undesirable future, right? Mm -hmm. So, and what happens is when we're fearful, we're either rethinking of the bad things that have happened in the past, and we're afraid they'll happen again, or we're thinking about an undesirable future of, well, what if this fails? What if this fails? I don't believe in myself. What's the worst case scenario? We are literally triggering chemicals, Mm -hmm. And I know this for a fact, you can go research this. I have a whoop strap. If you guys, if you wear one of these, you can literally see where your heart rate variability is, where your respirations are. Like it is clear science when your body's under stress, what's it called? A whoop 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 strap. strap. They're amazing. So you elicit chemicals that will jack up your heart rate that will cause vasoconstriction, which is a constriction of the blood vessels in the periphery of your body, because your body thinks you're about to be attacked by saber tooth tiger. Mm -hmm. And when this happens temporarily, it's important and healthy to get you away from the saber tooth tiger. Mm-hmm. But in the year 2023, there are no saber tooth tigers. Mm-hmm. And we tend to think about a past or think about an undesirable future that elicits all these physiological responses in our bodies that make us anxious. They bring our energy down. They make us fearful. And then it impacts the decisions we make, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so when I read and I continue to read the summary of this is if you can think yourself into an anxiety attack, if you can Mm -hmm. think yourself into increased heart rate, shorter respirations, literally changing the physiology of your body in a bad way, guess what? Mm -hmm. We can think ourselves into a really good scenario too. If we can secrete adrenaline and be fearful, we can also secrete serotonin and dopamine and feel really freaking good, right? Mm -hmm. So- I really leaned into this and I know, you know, my story, but I, I started this practice of visualizing, not just visualizing, cause that's what our brain it's analytical, mm-hmm. but actually feeling mm-hmm. the desired mm-hmm. state. And I know you, you and I talked about this the other day, we all have goals. And this is, I want your listeners. I think about this, all the goals we set in business, all the mm-hmm. goals we set in life, there are written metrics, the written desires, but the real reason we're going after them is for ultimately how they're going to make us feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reality is we don't have to wait until we have these things in our hands to actually feel them today. And so this is a practice that I picked up at my rock bottom, back to your original question, of visualizing the future leader and future business I desired. And not just visualizing it, but feeling emotionally emotionally In that moment, even though, remember, I was broke, crying on the bathroom floor, didn't know how I was going to pay my team, but instead of feeling that way and feeling scarce and fearful, I would sit and visualize myself with a really high-performing team, Mm -hmm. with cash just flooding the business, with ideal clients, with a killer launch and i would visualize and feel how safe i felt when that was going on the gratitude i had when that was going on and seeing it and feeling it elicits completely different chemicals in your body and when you do this on a daily basis you actually begin to change your own physiology and how you respond to things and not just respond to how you take action right okay. so when we act from a place of fear and scarcity number 1 It's going to change the decisions, aggressive decisions that you're going to make on your business. Mm -hmm. And number two, it's going to impact how you interact with potential leads. Because when your energy is fearful and scared, your I gotta sell, I gotta do it. Right. Your prospect feels that they feel your nervous nervous system and they don't feel safe. Yeah. But when we can practice feeling safe today Mm -hmm. and know that the future that is coming to us is the future that we desire and we deserve. That energy is a much higher vibration that is reflected back at us, whether it's a potential prospect, whether it's, um, you know, a family member, a client, like you name it, the social media that you write. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I started to tap into this two years ago, initially, I thought, well, I was, I would have, wouldn't have tapped into it if I wasn't desperate. Right. Like I just, I, nothing was working for me anymore. I had all the strategy, like I knew how to grow a big business, but somehow it still wasn't working out for me. And all of that to say, you know, I've instituted this practice on, and we can actually probably give you to your listeners, like the, the recording in the show notes. I instituted this practice two years ago on a daily basis and have literally manifested everything in my life from you know, a year and a half ago, focusing on a hundred thousand dollar launches to then $300,000 launches to $500,000 launches to buying a mountain property to hiring an incredible executive assistant to taking my husband, yeah, taking my husband on an incredible trip this coming week. And what I will say about all of it, cause some of your listeners are probably like me two years ago being like, yeah, this is just, this is bull honky. What I will tell you about the science behind it And I know you and I experienced this with um, Miriam, who's in our mastermind as well, is that even if you don't believe Mm -hmm. in an energetic force or a higher being, you don't have to. It's the science behind embodying the future state of where you're headed. When you make that a daily practice, when you finish that practice, you have intuitive action that all of a sudden you're willing to take that you weren't willing to take before. So it's not that you're just manifesting it to yourself. You're actually (laughs) propagating your own action to take and get the result. My own personal example would be in my manifestation and meditation, what came through a year and a half, two years ago was you have to become... The eight figure leader that your business needs you to become before Mm -hmm. the business is going to get there. You need to take the risks. You need to invest. Who do you need to get around in order to rise to the occasion? So, when I would come out of these practices, I would have the confidence and take radical action. I invested in a mastermind, Mm -hmm. right? I invested in my business. I invested in the technology. I didn't just manifest. Uh, mm-hmm. multiple seven figure business. I focused on what I desired. And then my body gave me the confidence to take the actions step-by-step step to mm-hmm. manifest the desired mm-hmm. state. Does that make sense? Totally. And I know when
1: you talk about this, even this week in the group chat in the mastermind, like sometimes we have to borrow the belief you guys. So like borrow Melissa's belief right now, right? Like if you're not believing it, like Hold on to somebody else's belief and anchor into that. And again, it's not like Melissa sat in her backyard and the G-Wagon showed up in her driveway because we would all have G-Wagons. We'd all have million-dollar launches. She held on to the belief, which then drove her to the actions, and the actions got
0: her the results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that that's so interesting. And then the last thing I really want to talk about is like, you just crushed a half a million dollar launch in nine freaking days. I mean, most people don't have a half a million dollar business in a year and you just freaking did it in nine days. And that was not just done with manifestation. So walk my audience through what are some of the things that needed to happen
0: in order for that to
1: come to fruition?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I think the undercurrent of all of it goes back to what I just said. Yeah. And that is leaning into the confidence of where I was headed. Yes. Just to give your audience some perspective prior to January of 2023, we had never done a launch that had been over $163,000 in a single sitting. Now we did have a $245,000 month. And that was because we won a huge corporate contract and the launch in the same month, but that was like an anomaly. Okay. So prior to January, the year before we did six launches, each one of them did a little over hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And then this year in January, we did a $300,000 launch. And then we did a $550,000 launch. And our goal with this coming month is between seven fifty dollars and a million. So hold me to it. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a million dollar launch, <laughs> but how does one get there? I mean, that is a loaded question. What I can tell you is that for number one, I didn't give up. I think that what happens a lot in the kind of launching world is that when people don't get the results that they want in the first launch or two, they change everything.
1: Yeah. It didn't Um, happen overnight.
0: No, I, the first time I launched my, okay. I hope this inspires your people. I'm not even, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. But for we're about four years in and my first launch in October of 2019, I did $1,200. Yeah. Okay, and then my my following launch in the new year, I did like maybe twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and so my point is, by the way, I still do the exact same launch style mm-hmm. I did four and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and this is Huge. where Like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, do it again. 100%, Chained, like. whereas everybody else changes the name of their program. They change the way they're doing this. They're, they change so they change their offer. They change. And what happens is, number one, if you change too many things at one time, you never know what was the contributing factor, right? So that's number one. Number two, when you change the name of your program, you change your offer too frequently, you create no brand recognition. So pe- you never become recognizable. Like, The LinkedIn method, like it has been the same name for four years and it's really basic, but it's very clear what we teach right in the LinkedIn Legion masterclass. So number one is like, don't give up. Like, don't look at me and be like, oh my gosh, my last launch, I made 500 bucks. Melissa's doing 500,000. I'm throwing in the towel. Well, Melissa made 1200 in her first launch. And the reason Melissa's still around is because she never stopped Mm -hmm. and she was consistent. And the other thing is with launching, it is you're building a warm audience, Mm -hmm. right? And so your first launch, second, third, it takes, it's a compound effect that you have to build upon to create the momentum. Um, I would say a third of the people who buy into our program are a second or third repeat launcher before they invest. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if you give up on your second launch, you just wasted a bunch of time and money on audience. You just warmed up and then you never sold them anything. Yep. Or you sold them something different and they were ready to buy this
1: time. And you've now moved on to something else. Now you're selling a pricing offer or a micro offer and something else. And it's like,
0: Oh, well now they're ready to buy. And we haven't had that offer anymore. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So we have had the same name of our program. We have launched for nine days straight for each launch for five years, four years. And we've just raised the prices. We started at 2000 and now we're almost at 5,000. Mm-hmm. And the core offer is the exact same. Why is my launch gotten a lot bigger? So beyond staying consistent and not giving up, I go back to the instilling belief on where we were headed. So I said this in the beginning with LinkedIn. So hear me say this out loud. I will say it till the cows come home, lead generation on LinkedIn for a small business owner, entry-level entrepreneur, anyone operating on a a, a small budget who also is managing a lot of their their social, the best return on investment is LinkedIn. Now, Mm -hmm. having said that, once you get up to a certain space in revenue in a business, it is effective to invest in ads because you have the cash coming in. You mm-hmm. can invest in the ads. We still like half our leads come in from LinkedIn, but we're also omnichannel. We, we pay money yes. for ads on Instagram and Facebook, right? So this is the underpinning. The next thing I want to say to you for us specifically was I had to shift my own mindset from, we are no longer a six-figure business. Yeah. We are scaling to seven figures. And if we're going to scale to seven figures, I need to act like a seven-figure CEO. A seven-figure CEO is not dabbling with ads. Yeah. You're not spending a hundred dollars on ads. Right. (laughs) Right. And so it was my mentor who said, you launched six times last year. How exhausting was that? I'm like, really exhausting. We made a million dollars last year and we launched six times. Mm -hmm. and. Out of those six launches, I would say about 750,000 of it came Mm -hmm. from the LinkedIn Method Academy. So Mm -hmm. the large majority of our revenue, right? My mentor, and this is where he's brilliant, and it goes back to the mindset of what are you capable of. He said, crazy idea. What if you invested more in your ads and you launch less? Mm -hmm. You're doing the same thing every time. Now you're just investing more in yourself. You're betting on yourself and do less launches. Yeah. And I had to visualize where we were headed. Mm-hmm. And I did this daily practice of focusing on a $300,000 launch. I started mm-hmm. focusing on it in December mm-hmm. and our first launch in January, our goal was 300,000. I doubled down. I invested $25,000 in ads, which made me want to vomit. vomit. Yeah. Like vomit. But I knew in, I knew that I knew that I knew in my soul, I'd already visualized embodied and seen a $300,000 launch. Yeah. And I knew what it was going to do for the company. And I knew the space it was going to give us in the business to not have to launch again immediately yes. afterwards. Yeah. And what happened? We hit 306,000 mm-hmm. and we dropped the next launch because we didn't mm-hmm. need it. Then and you, had space. Ra- you had space. And we had space. And now we have been able to do fun things like run these networking events for total free and have fun with it and it fills mm-hmm. my soul yeah um and not be in this kind of survival mode of launch after launch after launch all mm-hmm. because I doubled down and believed in myself and bet on myself yeah instead yeah. of being fearful and keeping it to myself my revenue, I put it out to the universe and said, here's $25,000 I'm betting on myself mm-hmm. and we're going to go big. Now, when I say that, don't hear me say, go be reckless with your money. Right. We had a proven concept yes. and we knew our conversion rates and we knew it would sell. We've been doing this for three years. I've just never been willing to invest yeah. at that scale on mm-hmm. my own business until yeah. I borrowed belief mm-hmm. that it could happen. Does that make yes. sense? It makes total sense. This was so
1: good. So one, if people want to find the LinkedIn Method Academy, where can they find it? If people want to find you for breath work, where can they find it? And literally people just want to find you in general. Where can they find you? Oh my gosh. I
0: think the best place to go is just to my website, burnout to all out dot co. If you mm-hmm. go there, you'll see all the offerings. Our masterclass, I think there's still a waitlist for that right now. It depends on when your podcast drops pretty yeah. soon. It'll be public, but you can always come find me and DM me. We can get you on the waitlist over on LinkedIn at Melissa Henault or on Instagram. If you go to my website, there's a little chat. We can help you immediately in there. Software I've invested in this year because of yeah. where we're headed. Right? I love it. That's probably the best place, you know, and we Amazing. have a live event coming up in October. Where we do a lot of breath work and meditation there too. If you want to come yes. to Nashville and get crazy with us. Yeah. You guys, I will not be at her event in Nashville because I will actually
1: be driving home from California, but I know her event is like incredible. So if you are in the Nashville area or you want to travel also lots of people that have been on the podcast, like Tracy O'Malley and a few others, I know will be speaking at that event. So you guys slide over into Melissa's DMs and head out to her event. I know there's nothing better than getting in the rooms at live events. Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show. I love doing business and life with you. And uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
0: Absolutely.
1: Thank you so much for tuning into the sales and social podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media. And don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.